Hello and welcome, everybody. It is another Friday, another Ed3 Unplugged. So thrilled to start my mornings with Serge Hunt, who is calling in from London today still. Indeed. I'm here in Fargo. We're ready for another snowstorm, but we are ready to dive in on a few topics that have caught our eye this week in the world of learning, the future of learning. We've been talking a lot about AI, but we want to also talk about other topics. And so I thought today would be a great, great day to kind of look at some of the trends I'm seeing in the United States, specifically with law changes, but also at a general level. I think since COVID, there's more acceptance of alternative learning and parents actually voting with their feet. Um, more students going outside of university and just kind of where this is all going. So I'll, I'll kick this over to, to Serge because we haven't talked a lot about it on this podcast, but Serge has a startup that works in this alternative education space. And to kind of set the, the context, about a dozen states in the United States are looking at or have passed school choice this year. We've seen 4% increase in private school enrollment in the United States. And so this kind of feels like there's this movement towards alternatives. So Serge, I'd love to hear a little bit about how that fits into what you're building with City as a School, and then what you kind of did this week. You had a big launch. Curious how that went and maybe any lessons you found. Sure. And yeah, it's awesome to see so much momentum like in the in the States. In, in England, we're still a little bit stuck. Like you guys definitely put are pushing for like alternatives and especially with the ESA movements, the micro grants that are happening, there seems to be money flowing to like alternative ways of doing things. We have a few things going on here in England, but they're not quite as exciting. Yeah, in general, I think school choice and giving parents that ability to, you know, decide on whether it be electives and after school activities and empower more of that, or actually just full on alternative pathways. This is coming into the mainstream a lot, especially after COVID. And uh, yeah, that whole space in general is, is, is just really tricky. I think I've seen Sora schools who are still a school, but they're you know fully online and remote. You've got after school programs like synthesis and stuff, which are just after school, but the model that we're really poking out with city as a school is the idea of a learning ecosystem and um it might sound really cool and futuristic but it's actually been in the works for a long time a lot of the old materials goes back to sort of like even in the 80s talking about city as classroom learning webs was this old term that was thrown around in de-schooling society right so yeah how do you create these dynamic learning pathways that are creating real-time supply and demand between the needs of the workforce and the challenges that we face in the world instead of iterating on school curricula and updating them, which takes roughly about 15 years from idea to completion, right? So that's the like high level opportunity here is to try and create something that's more dynamic and adaptive around learners and the frontier of what's happening in the world. And that's really where city as schools coming in to create technology to do that. And so we partner with, we partner with basically different industry providers, say unity and the games industry and say, okay, great. Well, like you want young people to be in your industry send us some money and we'll create a pathway into there with our teachers dynamically. And this is also potentially free to the learner because it's, it's talent flow for the, for those in industries. And so for skills gaps, you can think, okay, well, we want to get close this skills gap. Let's fund this pathway. Let's, we, we bring in the teachers, we bring in the mentors and the content and generate some of that content with AI. And then there's a new pathway into that industry. We launched last Friday, which has been really overwhelming, definitely drinking from the fire hose in terms of people reaching out and wanting support, which is lovely. And yeah, but it's still tricky because there's people need to trust these new systems. People need to demonstrate their ability to, you know, do something better than the traditional education system. And that's really the big challenge that alternative learning faces. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting that it's happening 
in my mind, both in the physical and the virtual, you know, because I think we're seeing like physical spaces potentially changing and being reimagined and also in the virtual world, thinking about what does an online class look like? I've been thinking a lot about that this week. And, you know, at Metacrafters, we're trying to solve the same challenge where we're trying to get people jobs from this education, right? So kind of focus on the connection point between learning and employers. But really trying to figure out, like you said, is that the curriculum piece doesn't feel like the hard piece now. It really feels like either that connection point or how do you kind of present or encourage students to kind of explore. You know, I've been thinking about does the future online class, is it just a search bar like Google and it, you know, is an AI that's bringing stuff up? Is it a what you think of as an online class with a sidebar, right? And it's able to bring things along the way, kind of a sidekick. Something else is it, you know, where it's like choose your own adventure, right? So based on what you do, it gives you A or B. So I don't know, how, how do you kind of think about that with what you're launching? You know, I'm sure you started building before this huge AI boom, and then you have this new technology that might force you to rethink UI and, and how you build it. But like you said, you are still using it. So curious how you think about the, the virtual reimagination of learning. Yeah, sure. Really with all these things, both the positioning of City as a school and I think what all these things are toward, tending towards is some design approach, which I like to call actual life plus plus. It's not really about abstracting away into the course format or trying to create some weird lock-in over somewhere else where you can never get out of that virtual world or something. There seem to be sort of natural innate ways that we learn and we are just trying to do that plus plus you know i have a problem i'm going to reach out to my coworker and ask them for some help or like i need to find a mentor for x the way that we kind of do things in the workforce is just kind of tending downwards into how we normally learn so that's kind of how i try to approach learning ecosystems to say how can we just augment what you're already doing meaning like reaching out for local resources joining an online call meeting someone in person at a workshop and actually building a small part of it and then going somewhere else to find out like how to work on another part in the library, but string that all together in a cohesive experience into you know new credentials and stuff. That's how I approach it with City as a school. But then the virtual specific, all sorts of cool stuff going on here. There's you know people making like Zoom alternatives. You know how do you like most online learning is Zoom plus Slack or Zoom plus Discord, and this kind of feels janky or restrictive especially with like the one-way audio and stuff. So people are playing on new versions of Zoom and you know, creating new interactions. Like what happens if we don't just have hands raised, but there's some like inter like frame, which side of you are you the <laughs> inter frame stuff going on or something, right? Or like gamify the space. I think that's cool. There's more the like gather town, you know, virtual spatial audio stuff, which is happening where you can move around like Pokemon and, and interact with these characters. Something about that's still got to be worked out. There's the whole VR metaverse stuff from meta really i'm interested in like the interaction between the online and the in-person like how you create this seamless online offline experience because that's not yet been worked out it does feel like i'm on zoom and then i have to take all of my awareness out and then be in person and really like another design philosophy there is sort of ubiquitous computing i really think augmented reality is the thing that's going to win here not virtual reality virtual reality will win in like very specific cases where it's like high risk and high cost, like training fighter pilots or like medical professionals or like laying tra rail railway tracks. So VR wins there, better Zoom alternatives. But I really think augmented reality and like the seamless experience is where we're going to start heading, like holographics. Yeah, 
That's amazing. I love, one of my favorite alternatives is Butter. So if anyone out there wants to check out Butter.us, I love it for design thinking workshops. And it's exactly that where it's like kind of joyful, right? <laughs> it, it encourages camera on activity. And I also think, see if this analogy sticks, but I remember the very first year I went to school, probably as a kindergartner, we learned card catalog, right? And and then the next year we came and they're like, that doesn't matter anymore. Now we have the internet, right? But I almost feel like where we've been is the card catalog age where like you go and you get a specific thing. Like I take out the card and here's the lesson I'm going to get, the course I'm going to take. And it almost feels like AI where we're headed is the librarian where you go up to the librarian and you're like, I want a book about this. And she's like, okay, great. It's probably in that aisle. You might also want to check over here because there's some stuff that's tangentially related. And that's how, like you said, that's kind of how we learn when we're with mentors is like, you know, teach me more about uh, doing a sales call and they'll tell you about sales call, but they'll also tell you about being a parent and also tell you about managing your time and also tell you these other things. And I think if we can pull that into the learning experiences where you can just converse, right? Like with whether it's an AI or, or an actual person, I think that's really, yeah, that's really powerful. Cause I do think it's, you know, like with most, te most technology, we make it look like the thing it was before. And we've probably talked about this, but you know, where the you know, the movie camera comes out and the first thing they do is record plays because that's what they think it is. And they're like, oh, you can change the angle. And that's kind of where I feel like we are right now in this inflection of like, we don't have to make courses, just a, a digital version of the course we can reimagine how that path is. And so that's really exciting that everything's happening with City as a school along that that path, because I think that's where the exploration exploration needs to be. Yeah. So any thoughts on that? Any Anything jump out or make sense? Yeah, totally. It, it sounds like Coming back to actual life plus plus as as a sort of way of thinking about learning now, things are tending towards interdisciplinariness and, you know, you know, be my negotiation coach, please chat GPT. Like there's a multi, there's a new startup that's just come out, which is negotiation practice using chat GPT as the like the interface for closing business deals and stuff. So, you know, that plus, you know, teach me about like marketing at the same time or something that's close and adjacent. So interdisciplinary learning, I think is going to be a big thing. And yeah, in, in general, I'm really excited about that world. It's multi multimodal. So it's more inclusive, more people are going to be able to learn in the way that best suits them. Right. And that's all good stuff. It's just, how do you tie this all together? I don't think it needs to be one major platform. Like people are just going to have access to more modes of learning really. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It does kind of bring the Web3 ethos of interoperability to education. Exactly. And you know, I think that's the huge flex that public education has is that it's interoperable, right? Which is like you go somewhere else and there's going to be a school there. But I think now with technology and the ability to bring your experiences, you know, with your chat bot, you know, like the next teacher or mentor can have all that history, even if they don't themselves know it, right? It, it can be tapped right. into. And how are you thinking about that with City as a school in terms of you talked about generating content with AI or generating learning paths. So one way is the employer says, hey, we want more people to get into game design or we want more people to get into web development. Does it do that as well for the learner? Or like, how do you kind of anticipate where the curriculum needs to go? Yeah. So the first experiment we ran was to use ChatGPT, well, actually GPT-3 to take the job description of any job that a young person might be interested in. So let's say I want to be a AI developer epic games or i want to be like a software animator or, or you know something take the job description and then tell me which skills i need to land this job and we were just doing this as customer interviews for onboarding to say which skills do you like well, tell me a job that you really want to get into 
And then this would output all the skills you need to, to do that. And we just talk about like, do you have skills in this? Do you, are you missing skills there? And then what you can do is start building recommenders on top of that. So within a learning ecosystem, we can then say, oh, you're missing skills on, I double click on something. I don't know anything about animation in Blender. And then we can pull that course in. So that's where I see the sort of, that's one experiment we've been running, sort of job descriptions to classes and content. But then, you know, there's the whole swathe of co-pilots, which are going to be coming out. The very first sort of experiment we've been running is a really great prompt, which asks a GPT to be a Ivy League professor. And you put in the topic that you want, and it's just then your, your tutor is, and you say, proceed, and it will move further down the course. You read that, can ask it other questions, clarifying questions. So there's some combination of like reverse engineering jobs that are of interest to the learner in the first place, instead of just from the industry. You know, like allow them to scope different careers that they might be interested in and understand more about. And also just like ongoing, just in time information, whether it be, you know, AI tutors or dynamic content generation. And then from the teacher perspective, we've been playing with knowledge, which is Bodo, our friend's work. Knowledge creates active learning content like flashcards and quizzes and stuff from YouTube videos and PDFs. So this is great for our teachers who are really getting the grips with AI. They can see the value in that and say, I can make course content 10 times faster because the AI is just summarizing the things, pulling out the core concepts, making like webs of relationships for me. And all of this, I think is tending towards being able to collect all this information, the stuff you explored, the stuff you interact with into a learning record or some kind of graph of all the knowledge that you've personally interacted with, um, as a way of sort of demonstrating, Hey, this is what I've explored. And this kind of leans into the whole second brain type thinking and long learning record. Some interaction there, I think is going to be the new kind of way of credentialing what you know. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. It ties together a lot of the threads we've had the past weeks. And I think about talking about uh, how, how this technology can make us more human. And I think that's the key there is, you know, something like knowledge or creating learning content. It's not that teachers can do what they're doing now faster. It's that they can pivot when there's interest or need to go somewhere else and not yeah. have to spend days or weeks preparing like it can be there in a minute. And and kind of like with your tool too, like same thing for parents, right? If you're a kid all of a sudden like reads a book or watches a TV show or movie and is like, I want to learn more about ancient Egypt and like now I can go take a class immediately, capture that moment of interest while yep. it's still there. I know having kids sometimes fleeting, but you want to get it. And and I just think that's, that's an exciting future. So yeah, well, there's a lot to come and this is going to be an exciting week. So just tell us in the next couple of weeks, what we should be looking for and where people can kind of check it out to, to kick the tires on city as a school. Sure. So right now we're at city as a school.com at city, a S a school.com. And uh, we have a bunch of courses on there, mostly in things to do with sort of civics, which is our sort of phrase for saying, learn about how you can create change in your local community or at a global scale. So become a problem solver. And this has things to do with like mental health and animal welfare and very pro-social kind of things, as well as like climate change, as well as classes on other things like photography, digital media, creating games in unity. So there's some of those kinds of topics on there right now. If you're interested in teaching, click the teach button on the website or schedule some time with me. I'd love to speak about how we can partner on that. And yeah, that's the best place to find it. Cityasaschool.com. That's great. Well, we'll keep watching and hearing about that. And if you're open to it, we'd love to share the prompts. I know you put them on your LinkedIn page, I believe, and we can put it on ed3.gg as well. So if anyone subscribes, we'll send that out in the newsletter and then have a 
a resource page on the site. I think that'll be something that people want to take advantage of. So thanks for sharing all your secrets, Serge. Always fun to kick off the weekend by, by chatting about what's coming. And we're going to just see more opportunities and options. And so let's, uh, let's build them in the way that makes sense to help, help improve learning. So have a great weekend, everybody. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.